Hi, welcome to this week's blog and podcast for Keep Polite with the World and the World Will Keep Polite with You. This week we emphasize the importance of keeping polite by respecting life in itself. Most people consider a birthday a special occasion, for example, a joyous occasion, one that is worth going all out to celebrate, have a bash, let it all hang out because they celebrate the day they came into the world. That's fair, and in most cases it does end up being a rather joyous occasion full of family, friends, fun, and memories. Funny enough, today happens to be my own birthday, and though I am excited to have lived another year, especially seeing as to how the world is right now, I want to gift you with thought. To be totally honest, I've only celebrated my birthday once, and to be totally honest, it ended up being a complete disaster. I remember thinking to myself, you know... It's not every day, or a year for that matter in my case, that I celebrate my birthday. So I want, what I want to do is recompile all my favorite songs, which I've loved throughout my entire life, make sort of a soundtrack out of it, and get together with my friends who at the time were putting everything together. I want to have a great meal with them. Laughs, drinks, jokes, games, stories, gossip, more dance, more drinks, a little bit more dance. I also remember that it took me a long time to put together my playlist and make all the arrangements and invites to who would be there for being my closest friends and whatnot. Well, when the big day came, the one person I really, really wanted to be there was not. She didn't so much as remember my birthday. My friends got their drink on way before I arrived, so by the time I arrived, they were a little on the tipsy side and not so much in a happy mood. Yes, we ate, we had drinks, we chilled and listened to my playlist while we enjoyed the cake, which was pounded to my face as a customary joke in the Latino-American culture. Shortly after the party that I had imagined began, it also ended, because another one of my friends showed up late and had thrown back a few drinks beforehand, and just as she arrived, without even listening to the songs playing or the, song, or the reasons why those songs were chosen, she bashed at the door and said, What the F is this crap? Take it off and let's party for real. This crap depresses me. It makes me want to cut my veins. Ouch. Then again, maybe she was right. I mean, who's to tell? Anyway, shortly after the kerfuffle, some left. Others were not feeling it as much, so we all decided that we would go to a club where we could have a few drinks and dance together a little bit more and just have a great time to continue the celebration, if you will. But as it turns out, half the party got lost and went somewhere else as opposed to going to the place where we normally would go. And the other half stayed for just a little while, got kicked out of the bar for getting feisty with the bartender, and before I knew it, I was there alone with a good girlfriend and one of my best friends trying to hit on a girl whilst taking care of me. Safe to say at this point from personal experience, of course, that celebrating my birthday isn't all it's cut out to be. And I'm okay with that. As they say, veni, vidi, vinci or at least Vinny and Vidi. While some people regard their birthdays as the epic event of the year, others don't even bother to even give it a second thought. To be perfectly honest, I would much rather celebrate life, every waking moment, to the point that every action, every thought, every new taste, every new song or sound, every new fact that I ignored before, Every sunshine carries the same weight and significance as a birthday does to most people. I'm the type that believes that in the times we live in, every new sunrise is a rebirth, or being born again, if you will. 
But even with this attitude, one must think a little past the moment and live life to the fullest, yes, but also make sure they have more days ahead of them, as much as they can help it. I understand that anyone at any given moment could be doing everything right and staying healthy, for example, being perfectly fit and sound in mind, and suddenly an accident or unforeseen occurrence may befall him or her. That I could totally comprehend. You know, getting hit by a car or bus accidentally, your plane coming down due to engine failure, bird strike, or turbulence, or dying from carbon monoxide intoxication. These types of things are, to some extent, unavoidable. What is not, on the other hand, is being on a third wave of a virus that in one year has killed off over 2 million people, has infected millions of others around the world to the point that it has nearly paralyzed markets, economies, businesses, and entire lifestyles. To have a fourth wave coming in the horizon and for people to be worried about being infected by it, but even more worried about missing their weekend fun with friends and family. What is not beyond anyone's control is being selfish or not, and holding private parties and closed-off establishments to make sure nobody, especially the authorities, can see or hear you while you walk around with a face cover on your neck instead of on your face for your friends to be able to see your happy smile or your mouth when you speak to them, whilst not even really keeping a safety distance, or those wearing their masks but with their nose sticking out of it, or no face cover at all, sharing everything from hookahs to drinks and, of course, logically, the same recycled air as everyone else. While Spain is being devastated by the effects of COVID-19, we have young and older children paying hundreds if not thousands of euros to be able to join these private parties to make sure their fun is not hindered in any way. What's worse is that in order to save their businesses, the places they are holding these in, if they are not someone's private homes, they most certainly are bars, pubs, and clubs that should either be closed at a certain hour and stay up way past that hour to get more money from any of the clients who are willing to pay, or they are clandestine businesses which shouldn't be opened at all. Like, where have you been all this year? And have you taken a look at the death toll recently? I mean, come on. Surely you must have noticed that people were dying around us. Now, one might argue... It's not really as bad as the press makes it seem, for example. Still, others may argue that it's all a hoax and we're being manipulated and controlled by powers that be. Truth is, it's hard to tell. But I have family members who have passed away from COVID and friends or students, or student friends, who have contracted it and now have to live with the lasting side effects and traces of it in their system and the rest of their lives. Even when the vaccine has been released and they claim to have 100% immunity to it, Numbers don't lie to anyone, friends, and in my eyes, you may or may not agree with me, but one death due to negligence is one death too many. How much more so 135 deaths per every 100,000 citizens? Far too much, I think. What really gets me thinking is that the situation most countries around the world are in was very well avoidable had authorities taken faster action and had some world leaders who themselves even got infected by COVID later been so responsible to dismiss it as a mere cold and going around holding rallies and kissing children as rock stars and messiahs would, it was totally avoidable had many manifestations of masses for different reasons not been authorized or had businesses taken measures to ensure their establishments were as safe as possible or even closing for a period to make sure they came back safe and sound. 
At Keep the World Polite, we like to do our cleaning from the inside out. And so I will focus on what has been done by those on top, but also bring back home to me as to what I could have done or rather could do to make sure I respect my life and that of my fellow citizens of the world. I remember when Europe was struck with the pandemic and I got a call from a man who had worked for the same marketing company that I had years ago in the States. He had carried out business in Miami and South America, whereas of I worked in Texas. Then, after he'd done good for himself, he came back to Spain and started his textile companies, as well as other com- types of businesses. He became very prominent and figured it would be easy to start a company that would deliver healthcare material to hospitals and private clinics during the pandemic. Makes sense, right? What he proposed sounded very interesting, and I was even named the sales vice president, email and all. Whereas I was, I was waking up at 3 a.m. to contact manufacturers, some more polite than others, uh, to get them to give us good prices on medical PPV overalls or nitrile gloves, FFP2 face covers, etc. This man had us working round the clock trying to find the best product for the best prices. I must say his motivation was exhilarating and I learned quickly from it. We contacted many manufacturers of many products, from digital thermometers to shoe covers. One of the biggest finds I myself orchestrated was a nitrile glove manufacturer somewhere in Asia who was able to provide 50,000 boxes full of 100 gloves each, which we would buy for very little and sell at market price here in Europe. This would be carried out on weekly shippings, and my commission would allow me to live comfortably for the rest of my life and make sure that my children and my children's children would never lack anything. As soon as we had the manufacturer more or less tied down and the businessman contacting his clients, the machine was obviously in motion. However, the manufacturer sent the CEO of a video of a first shipping to us as a proof of life that read my name instead of the business name, but had the business address. And he either understood that I was selling behind his back or that he could get rid of me and not have to pay me that commission as long as he sold and made full profit from these. The fact is, since he was bringing the clients, the manufacturer would never tell me if they actually had sent him the shipment or not. Nonetheless, I signed a sales commission agreement with a lot of the manufacturers as this man and I had not signed a contract ourselves. Not because I didn't know that that was the first and most important part of the process, but because he came in guns blazing, promising the sun, moon, and skies, and upon having lost my employment to COVID, it was either that or nothing at the time. In any case, I contacted the manufacturers I had confirmed were legit. Yes, there are a lot of illegitimate or fraudulent manufacturers out there, and their ways of fooling you are quite cunning, to be honest. So, believe it or not, it does work that way, and that market is also quite saturated. Why am I telling you this? Well, one of the first things I did was contact as many restaurants, as many pubs, as many hotels, and even city halls to offer them what I call the welcome peace of mind kit to make sure that their employees, their establishments, and subsequently their clients were safe and healthy. What did it include? Well, for starters, the star of the kit was a stand-up life-size thermometer which detected your body temperature and could easily detect if you were possibly infected by COVID. You would put this at the door of your hotel or restaurant and it would read people's temperatures from 10 feet away. That was a fair distance to be able to refuse service to someone who you thought might have been infected by COVID. Another perk to the kit was two disinfection gel bottles per table.
that's my voice in the background, <laughs> the Spanish version of this. Anyway, um, so it included two disinfection gel bottles per table, six face covers per table, which they would receive weekly shippings of to keep these things running smoothly and a sterilizing machine per table to help clients disinfect their belongings like their phones and keys while they were having dinner. Makes sense, right? Each business had to make an investment, but they would be able to tell the authorities that they were taking each and every measure to ensure public safety, and doing that meant that the government would see it fit to leave these businesses open. In my mind, it made perfect sense, and if I were a restaurant owner, I'd like to think that I would be sensible enough to invest to keep my business running smoothly. So, I called, I visited, I sent what seemed to be millions of emails with the offering kit. Did I get any replies? Yes. But each and every single one of them was, if they bothered to reply, no thank you, we're not interested. We've already taken the measures necessary. <laughs> not true. So fast forward one year later, and though I'm still in touch with the manufacturers and still offering these products, which you could contact me about via email at conexpersonnel at gmail.com, that's C-O-N-N-E-X-T, P-E-R-S-O-N-N-E-L at gmail.com, conexpersonnel at gmail.com. If you're interested, many pubs, hotels, and bars are hanging on to dear life asking the government to please rescue them or at least let them operate and not apply so many restrictions so that people in the midst of a third COVID wave in the country plummeting towards a fourth wave at lightning speed can more freely go out and feel good again. <laughs> uh, happy go lucky, right? Uh, I, I hate the I, I hate to be cynical about this, but it's the way that things have gone. Now, have they taken any measures since then, even if not with us at Connects? Very few of any at all, sadly. Most settle for disinfecting spray, wiping the tables down after each party leaves, which is what you would expect from any restaurant or even householder for that matter, anywhere in the world. They still allow people to sit within very tight bounds of the safety distance dictated here in Spain. They still allow people to smoke at the table. They don't enforce the wearing of the face cover to make sure infection is more difficult. But when being told that they may be closed down, they opt to ask for a rescue or allotment on the closing time or, as the businesses mentioned before, decide to hold private parties in order to save their businesses from sinking and to compensate for the loss on the other end. Furthermore, this affects other businesses such as the food delivery businesses, wine and spirits company, coffee manufacturers and roasters, etc. And this is what we're really talking about is that our actions affect others around us, directly or indirectly. Not to mention the fact that all it takes is one person having the virus to spread it to the rest in the room who may not be correctly wearing their face cover or keeping the safety distance. Now, could the closing of thousands of establishments have been avoided here or anywhere in the world? Yes, very much so. Could the businesses of food and drink have been saved and better taken care of to ensure continuance? Yes, yes. Could the thousands upon thousands of infections have been avoided by respecting the confinement orders or quarantine, even though it meant sacrificing some time away from family members and friends to make sure you were able to more quickly see them again, being safe, sound, and healthy? Yes, 
Yes. A million times yes. Why do we bring this up anyway? I mean, we've had such a rough year, and now we're talking about COVID again, and we're going back to the negativity. Yes, well, we started the podcast speaking about celebrating birthdays and it off into this. Allow me to wrap it up for you. As I said before, many thrive on celebrating their birthdays, but if doing so is at the expense of your life or someone else's when you know there is a high chance of dying due to infection or drunk driving in normal situations, is it really worth it? Is it really worth celebrating this birthday, this Christmas, this New Year's, or spring break, knowing that if not careful, this could very well be your last when you could have easily celebrated quite a lot more when the smoke cleared? I prefer to celebrate life and be responsible with my life first, and then those of my family members, my neighbors, my fellow citizens, my fellow humans. I choose respecting my life in general, because respecting my life means I'm also respecting theirs. All 41 years of my life, with its highs and its lows, and however many more may come with their highs and their lows, than to go all out and expose myself to go out, going all out. Does that make sense? Again, I prefer to take care of my life and not expose myself to go out, going all out. Think about that. In the following weeks, we are going to speak about many different ways we can very well keep the world polite by being better people. It is worth mentioning that being better people does not mean that we carry ourselves as though we are above anyone else or putting on a false pretense or airs of uh, superiority and uh, greatness. It certainly doesn't mean we think we are better. It means we try our utmost to improve and change where we need to in order to contribute to our happiness, our health, and stability. That is financial, emotional, spiritual, etc. This, in turn, will no doubt contribute to the happiness, the health, and stability of our cities, our communities, our countries, and the world as a whole. In the past 12 months, we have seen how not doing so and only thinking about the here and now, or not caring about others as long as I get mine, leads to and has led to chaos, stress, anxiety, unhappiness, death, and complete market volatility all over the world. So please make sure you follow us and share this with those you love who you feel would value this message. If you would subscribe to any of our channels such as Karyosation on YouTube, Keep the World Polite on Facebook or Instagram, and to these podcasts and blogs, you'll definitely be contributing to making a better world and keeping it polite with, along with us. We believe the major issues will be solved. We believe God will turn things around and add bigger and longer lasting solutions than any human ever could. We are but a grain of sand on the beach trying to create waves in this ocean. And I love that position, the privilege of being given your airtime and attention to be able to transmit that idea. The question that I want to pose is, do you also want to be a grain of sand trying to make waves in the ocean? Or do you prefer to be part of the ocean that is carried hither and thither uh, with no no actual purpose or no final destination in itself. Think about that. Are you a grain of sand or are you part of the ocean being carried away by changing winds? Thank you so much. Very pleased uh, to, to be able to um, to fill your, your time and thank you very much for your attention. Remember to keep polite with the world and it will keep polite with you. 
Until next week, friends, thank you so very much. Take care of each other. Have a great day.